the human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I am so delighted to welcome you to the show today. As I always tell you, please go to the Self-Improvement blog at some point. So you can read our guest bio, see his picture. By all means, watch the videos. Uh, You'll be really so glad you did. Um, I think this was one of the most important shows we've had. So I just say, you know, really pay attention to this. This is exciting stuff. Uh, When I was getting my degree in nursing, I took a course that they called psychosomatic medicine. It fascinated me. There wasn't much information back in the 60s, but as I worked in the nursing field, I became more and more aware of the power of the mind and emotions and attitude in the patient's responses to treatment. Then I read Bernie Siegel's book, God, Medicine, and Miracles, and Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, and I was hooked. Now we have information that confirms our own inner power to heal, or not to heal, actually. More and more healthcare professionals are beginning to understand that we're holistic. You know, we still see specialists, cardiologists, neurologists, gastroenterologists, I can't say it today, enterologists, uh, and so on, but and they divide us up into organs, the heart, the brain, the stomach, the intestines. You know how they do. But we still react as a whole person, body, mind, spirit, emotions. And what affects one part of us affects the whole of us. We're learning that we can use these inner assets now to help ourselves heal. Today we're going to talk about healing from the inside out, and we have with us Dr. Noman Naim, who has written a wonderful book about this. Dr. Naim specializes in critical care, pulmonary medicine, and palliative care. His unique insight into healing stems from caring for tens of thousands of chronically and critically ill patients for nearly two decades. His intellectual journey has taken him far beyond the confines of conventional medicine to study how he can facilitate healing. His book, Healing from the Inside Out, Overcome Chronic Disease and Radically Change Your Life, is a must-read for anyone with a chronic illness, and really anyone with any kind of illness, actually. He lives with his wife and three children in Mississauga, Ontario. I hope I said that right. And I am delighted to welcome Dr. Noman Naim to the Self-Improvement Show. Doctor, welcome. Thank you, Irene, uh, for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to this. 
I am absolutely delighted. This is my favorite topic of all times. Uh, anytime I can talk about holistic health, holistic medicine, a holistic approach to anything, I'm, I'm really in. Um, but let's start at the beginning. Tell us about yourself. Who is Dr. Noman Naim? So um, what, what I would say to answer that, how I would answer that question is that, above all, uh, I'm a seeker and an explorer. And uh, this has been a trend uh, ever since I was a child. I was always very curious about my world and uh, had this uh, intellectual drive which motivated me to, to devour uh, books from a young age. And um, this was one of the reasons why I actually entered the medical profession because of the opportunity to learn a large amount of knowledge in a short amount of time. But... Um, you know, my intellectual curiosity uh, has not just been about, uh, you know, the world we live in and the universe and all everything external to us. Um, it has taken me to uh, exploring, um, you know, the world within. And how that came about was that, um, you know, I was, uh, I had my own, um, I wouldn't say illness, but uh, my own healing uh, journey and that was uh, overcoming negative thinking, and, and that arose out of um, growing up in, um, in, in an environment of racial discrimination where I grew up east of Toronto, Canada. Um, I was, uh, I'm of South Asian origin. I was the only uh, South Asian uh, kid in my uh, elementary school and one of the few families in our neighborhood, and we faced a lot of racial discrimination, and, um, you know, I never saw anybody as different from me. I saw us all as equal, but I was made to feel inferior because of my the color of my skin, my ethnicity. That led to a, um, a feeling of lack of self worth. That led to negative thinking, and um, and that persisted uh, through a lot of my childhood and into adolescence. And then um, I, I just, you know, I had that intellectual curiosity and. Um, you know, the the, first, the way where it led me was um, to a book called Unlimited Power by someone who I didn't know at that time, Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I read that book at age 16, and it just completely blew me away. And, uh, and after that, I started diving into more and more books by these authors such as Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and... Um, eventually Eckhart Tolle, who came later, and all sorts of different authors. And, and that really took this um, intellectual journey, this uh, journey um, of learning about ourselves, um, you know, to a, to a different level. And I became interested in human behavior and human potential. And um, so I would say, above all, uh, I'm a seeker and explorer, and I, I'm, I'm my most fascinating subject for me is is human behavior and human potential. A wonderful answer, by the way. When you went to medical school, were you already tuned in to the fact that we're holistic, or did you discover that in your you know, your learnings after. Uh, you have a powerful um, story of spiritual uh, seeking as well as seeking about healing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, that, that's, that, 
That's a great question, um, Irene. Um, you know, I, I, I was always I was already uh, reading about uh, diving into transformation, um, diving into metaphysics and consciousness, and um, you know, I told you that the first author I read was Tony Robbins. I got very interested in the kind of work he was doing, but at that time. You know, what we would call the coaching industry, the self-help industry, the transformational industry wasn't really well defined. And what attracted me to medicine was the ability to learn a large amount of knowledge in a short amount of time, um, the ability, uh, the opportunity to be of service to others and, uh, you know, the potential to be able to work anywhere in the world. And um, so I, I, I went to medical school. I did, I did finish my training and I, I got interested in pulmonary critical care. And then I dived right into practice. And, and then what happened is that, you know, during those medical school years um, and, and a short time after, I, I kind of lost touch with all of that other uh, uh, reading and exploration I had done into human potential <laughs> and behavior. But when I started caring for my patients, I started to notice trends um, that they don't really get better and they stay... Re- stuck in that paradigm of uh, chronic disease. And uh, eventually I started to ask, you know, what is wrong with this picture? And by that time I had already um, been interested in people like Deepak Chopra. I had read Bernie Siegel and, and other of those authors. So I started to dive further into, um, into those books and, uh, you know, those sources of information and consciousness and metaphysics. And uh, one of the things uh, about me was that um, because I had read voraciously from a young, young age, I had always been interested in writing my own book because I saw a book wow. as a medium of that, that can reach potentially large numbers of people, potentially millions. And uh, after I started to explore further, um, you know, I was led down this path of uh, coming up with this I wouldn't say I came up with it, but I took a lot of different ideas from different or authors and sources and came up with my own protocol for healing. And many years ago, I started formulating these ideas. I started writing about three, three and a half years ago. The book was completed about a year ago, and now it's been released and it's available. So that's my journey. Yeah, and I really encourage people. You can you can find more about the book on the on the self improvement blog. You can find it on Amazon.com. Uh, if you have any kind of uh, problem with your health, you know, you, you really need to read this book. Is there any place? You know, who who do you recommend will get the best or they get the most help from reading your book? I can't imagine there's no one <laughs> that doesn't need this book. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, everyone can benefit from my book, uh, even if you don't have a chronic illness, because I'll tell you, um, you know, one of the biggest epidemics on our planet is that of uh, negative thinking. So, you know, I had started off talking about how I went on my own healing journey, and that was of negative thinking. So, um, I mean that that's there's a that's too prevalent uh, on our planet, and you can see it in you know what's happening in our world and in society. So even if you don't have a chronic illness, um, you know anyone who's got any kind of uh, emotional uh, trauma, anxiety, depression, anyone who's suffering from addiction, 
uh, negative thinking, um, you know, limiting beliefs, any of those things. Um, I think that this book could benefit um, anyone with those those issues. And I can tell you that there's not one person I have encountered in my life who um, doesn't have a limiting belief at some point. I totally agree. You state that your intention in writing the book is to unveil and awaken uh, the reader to their true nature. Mm-hmm. What do you mean when you talk about true nature? Uh, excellent question. Um, so when we look at, let's talk about uh, how we are trained as physicians. When we're trained as physicians in medical school and beyond, we are only taught to see a human being as a physical being. Um, we're taught about anatomy, we're taught about physiology, about pathology, we're, talk about, we're taught about you know, how to treat on that physical level uh, through medications and procedures and surgeries. But, but it doesn't go beyond that. And if you look at uh, a human being, this physical is just one aspect, the most superficial aspect of who we are. Um, if you, we are far deeper than just our physical bodies. We have um, our mind, which I call the mental self. And that mind is divided into conscious and subconscious, and we can talk about that in more detail uh, if you'd like. Then there's the emotional self. And, um, you know, uh, people, know, people often identify with their emotions, but emotions are what we experience as part of our life's journey. And they are not necessarily who we are. And even, um, you know, the product of our mind, which is our thoughts, is not who we are. It is an aspect of who we are. So there's the physical, the mental, the emotional. And then I like talking about um, the vibrational. And what I mean by vibrational is um, energy because all everything in, in creation, all matter, is simply just energy uh, in a dense form. Um, if you break down matter into its fundamental particles, which are atoms, you break those down uh, into protons, neutrons, electrons, you break those down into subatomic particles. Um, quantum uh, quantum mm-hmm. physics tells us that those subatomic particles are 99.9999999% uh, empty space. And that tells me that this uh, appearance of us as sol- as physical beings and the appearance of matter uh, as being solid is just an illusion. It's all just energy vibrating at a certain frequency. And then I talk about um, uh, a deeper level than that, which is that of consciousness, of being. Um, some may call it the spiritual self. And, um, and, and that is uh, our true nature. So when I talk about true nature... Uh, we have to look at all the different levels of who we are down to the fundamental level, which is that of uh, pure consciousness or being. And, I uh, hear a lot of quantum physics in your writing, too. I was glad to hear you mention that. One of the things you talk about is the difference between healing and cure. People want to be cured. What's the difference between healing and cure? So, so that's that's a great question. Um, so, what I a cure is um, a removal or resolution of a specific condition uh, at the level of the physical. 
when I talk about healing, what I talk about is cultivating and integrating all the different levels of who we are, which we've already talked about, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the vibrational, the spiritual, cultivating and integrating them at the highest level in order to create the optimal environment for whatever illness you are suffering from to be treated optimally um, with a possible elimination of symptoms and um, a, a resolution of, of the condition. And, and this distinction is, is very important because when we talk about cure, we're talking about a static endpoint. Uh, when I'm talking about healing, it's more a dynamic process because if you were to cure one condition, another one could be just right around the corner. So healing, the process of healing is, is not a static process with an endpoint. It's um, an ongoing dynamic process uh, with no end, and it's something that we should all be engaged in um, at all times. So I hope that clarifies that distinction uh, for the audience. It certainly does. And on that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Common with my guest, Dr. Noman Naim, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Noman Naim, uh, who has written an amazing little book called Healing from the Inside Out. And I want you to hear that title, 
healing from the inside out. We're not talking about putting a Band-Aid on something. We're talking about healing. And, and I'm going to ask you a really kind of weird question. Mm-hmm. I want you to walk me through this healing process as if I were your patient. Let's say I come to you feeling ill. Mm-hmm. I don't have any acute symptoms. I'm, I'm, I, I have a lack of energy. I just, you know, I'm tired all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am lethargic. I, I'm not sleeping. Mm-hmm. I've lost my appetite. You run some tests. Um, you discover that I have a chronic disease. It doesn't matter what you pick. I have a chronic disease. Uh, you've made the diagnosis. You prescribe the proper medication and treatment if I need some treatments. Mm-hmm. What would you then do or have me do to facilitate the healing. Excellent. Uh, great. So, uh, yeah, let, let, let's uh, let's dive into this. So, um, it all starts with intention, and um, the reason it starts with that because uh, as I as I talk about in my book, I've come across a lot of um, a lot of patients who have absolutely no intention of healing. And the way I discover that is through conversations with them. I mean, often there's something called a secondary gain from from yeah. being ill, and that could be um, alleviating boredom. It could be because they're lonely and the illness gives them attention. It could be guilt because they have people close to them who are also ill, and if they were to overcome it, you know, there'd be the feeling of guilt. The people also have to have the victim story as well, where they, they feel to see themselves as a victim. And, I mean, this illness is um, what they're a victim of. So it all starts with uh, setting the intention to heal. Now, the, the thing about intention, there's, there's two very important ingredients to intention, which I detail uh, in, in my book as well, and that is meaning and connection. So let me, let me talk uh, a bit about that. Um, what I mean by meaning is that in order to have that intention to heal, we have to have a deeper meaning to our existence. We have to have a greater mission or a, a greater calling. And I don't, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody on the planet who has ever been on the planet, whoever will be, is here for a reason. It doesn't necessarily mean that each of those people know where, why they're here. So I start with, uh, you know, at least getting my patient to explore that deeper meaning, that higher calling, because most of the people um, that I encounter, I mean, they're living lives of quiet desperation. I mean, mm. either they may be stuck in a, in a, in a bad relationship or a, bad, or a job that they hate, or they're not living where they want to, or, or, or whatever, and, and they're just living day by day, uh, a day by day drudgery of an existence because they feel they have to, because they've been raised a certain way, they've been raised with certain beliefs, they've been told they have to follow this path, they've been told that you know these are the only you know careers or professions that you have a choice of. So, so I, I really start there with that meaning or calling or uh, you know purpose. And then I also um, like to emphasize that intention is rooted in connection. What I mean by that is that we are all connected to each other, not only to each other as human beings, but to nature, to the planet and the universe. So 
the thing is that your healing is intricately tied to those who are you are other people who you are connected to and that is important because often it's not enough for someone to want to heal in isolation but it could uh, what could also motivate them is that maybe there's someone who depends on them a spouse children grandchildren Maybe they have to fill an important role in their career, at their work, or in society. So I really emphasize that connection, that we are all interconnected. And it's not about just people depending on us, but it's about how you know our healing is intricately tied to the healing of everyone and everything around us. And that's why, uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think our planet is in such turmoil right now. Um, because we don't realize that. So it it all really starts with intention. And, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you wanted to ask more questions about that, but I can keep going with, um, with, with the um, process. Well, I, I, I'd like to get through all the nine steps, but, you know, mm-hmm. how important is it to be able to, to state your your intention clearly? And do you have to have emotion attached to this intention? Right. So, so it, it is very important to have the intention. And, um, you know, what I say in my book, um, you know, intention with um, emotion and uh, a deeper calling and connection, I call that inspiration. So that emotion with the intention is what leads to inspiration. And it's when we come from a place of that inspiration that we can truly uh, start taking the steps that, that are necessary to heal. So the emotion is a part of that. And where that emotion arises from is when you find your, the deeper meaning to your life. You find that calling um, and you cultivate that passion for for why you're truly here on this planet, and that is what I believe um, leads to that emotion, uh, that passion um, to heal. And um, and then uh, I would like you know so then the next step I talk about is um, uh, exploration, and when I talk about exploration as the next healing step, and it's about just. Um, you know, we're not trying to change or manipulate anything. It's just exploring, you know, what's going on within our minds and our hearts. And looking at the thoughts that we're thinking and and the words that we're speaking, because um, our thoughts are energy, and that energy is creative. So we really have to scrutinize our thinking and uh, really pay attention to, you know, the thoughts that are going through our head. And, and, you know, studies show that the majority of our thinking is negative. And also about the words we speak, because words are also very powerful and creative. So when, when I talk about exploration, you know, I'm really talking about, you know, scrutinizing, um, you know, our thoughts and scrutinizing the words we're speaking, not only to other people, but what we're actually saying to ourselves. Because often, um, you know, that negative thinking uh, is what leads to uh, that lack of self-worth, like it did in my case, like I described in the beginning of this interview. And, um, you know, it can take you down that uh, that dark path. So, so I talk about exploration. And then 
Um, then I start uh, going into the different levels of being, uh, which is mentation. And when I talk about mentation, what I'm talking about is the mind. And, um, you know, the mind uh, is a very powerful tool, um, but it can also be um, a detriment as well. And, and often people identify with the mind, but mind is not who we are. It's just an aspect uh, of, of who we are. And when we talk about the mind, we have to talk about the two aspects of the mind, which is the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And it's the subconscious mind, which um, is the origin of what I call uh, mental blocks, subconscious blocks, and limited, limiting beliefs. And uh, we often have limiting beliefs around our health. And some of those limiting beliefs could be, as I age, I'm going to get sick. Um, it could be, I'm always dependent on my medications. Um, other limiting beliefs could be that, you know, I, I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to overcome this chronic illness. Um, and many others, which I, which I go into my book. So, so, uh, yeah, you know, I have a cross. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to formulate a clear intention, you know, and to do this exploration, you know, become aware of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. How do I know that I'm really getting to the, the heart of the matter? Right. So, so the thing is that um, this is often not a process that can be done in isolation. And what I mean that is we, you, I, I recommend that um, if someone truly wants to take this journey, I mean, my book has all the information, but it's, it's not just about information. It's really about implementation. And, um, you know, what I recommend is working with uh, someone whether it's a, a health coach or, or a therapist or somebody to help facilitate that process. So to answer your question about um, intention and exploration, in order to know that um, one is making progress, there has to be accountability, right? And, and I think that's where that, um, that person, whether it's a coach, health coach, or therapist, or even if it's someone who's a trusted friend or a family member, um, that, that's where that comes in. Because, you know, if we've, for example, if we've always been suffering from negative thinking, um, you know, often we can't be um, the best judge for ourselves. We need to have uh, someone to reflect to us who we are. So uh, I, I honestly feel that this is, uh, although somebody could work through the process in my book on their own, there are people who could do that. But um, the implementation is often, usually requires uh, some accountability uh, and where that, you know, that culture, trusted person comes in, comes into play. Um, so I can, uh, I can speak further to uh, the process I was talking about. So I was talking about limiting beliefs. So, um, you know, I, I talk about, uh, there's a process I use to help people overcome uh, limiting beliefs. And, um, you know, my process is, isn't the only one. I mean, there's a lot of other um, modalities out there. There's hypnosis, there's um, EFT, the emotional freedom technique, uh, otherwise known as tapping. Um, and there's other energy uh, healing methods, but uh, I have my own specific me- uh, meditation that I that I talk through. Then I um, then I talk about emotion, the emotional self. And the thing is that um, 
there's a lot of uh, people who have emotional blocks, and they're not always rooted in uh, major traumas. I mean, when we think about um, when we think about uh, major traumas in our lives, you know, uh, we think about you know the worst things we can go through, such as physical or sexual abuse. Um, I'm not necessarily talking about those things. Um, you know, there's a lot of minor things that can happen. Um, that, uh, you know, can also lead to emotional blocks uh, um, later on in life. Uh, I'll give you an example. Like, say you're an infant and, you know, you suddenly wake up and you perceive that your parents are not in the immediate vicinity. Um, you know, you may start crying and um, maybe your your mother or your father, whoever's there, are, are busy. They're on the phone or, you know mom's in the kitchen cooking, and they take a little longer to come to you to console you. Um, you know, that um, can be perceived as abandonment, right? Because I mean, the child, they, right, the infant doesn't understand that, you know, mom's busy and, you know, she hasn't left. It's just that she's, she's taking care of something. So, and there's a lot of different little minor things uh, that can happen like that. And uh, that can lead to um, uh, these emotional blocks and traumas. And the way to identify those are um, when you have a pattern of, of personal, of challenges in a certain area of your life, that could be a sign that you have an emotional block. Um, I can give, you give an me ex- an example of challenge, the kind of challenge you yeah, made. So, so, so the one that I, that I commonly see, there could be someone who never succeeds in relationships, uh, you know, patterns of failed relationships, um, always, you know, never lasting longer than a short time. Um, and, you know, always complaining that, you know, I'm never going to find love. I'm never going to find that one or that soulmate. Um, and I'll just, I'll just go to like specific, um, you know, patients that I've, that I've worked with and where that arose. Um, there is one patient who had that pattern and, um, you know, we, we uncovered that because, uh, this patient had a lot of chronic conditions, hypertension, heart disease, and diabetes. And, and I, I was trying to get to the root of that and we got to the, uh, the, the emotional part of the process. And, um, you know, this patient's parents uh, had divorced at a very young age, uh, when this patient was a very young age, and, um, you know, uh, that had, uh, you know, created uh, this, uh, this, this, uh, this, it was a traumatic event uh, for, for uh, her, and um, she had, it always had created this, this feeling that, you know, no relationship I get into is, is meant to last. It's, it's always going to end because, you know, that's what happened ah, uh, with yeah. my parents. So that's just an example um, that I'm using. And, um, and, and that's all rooted in the, the trauma of that, of having, you know, her parents divorce and, and, you know, maybe feeling some of the blame for that, even though the blame doesn't, doesn't, didn't lie with her. Uh, it was, their, their, own, it was their, their own issue. So that's just an example I'm using. And, you know, I go through a process uh, in my book about how to overcome those emotional blocks. And the thing is that, um, you know, as human beings, you know, we're not meant to repress our emotions. We're meant to experience every single emotion um, that life throws our way that we experience, Um, you know, the negative and the positive. Because what happens is that when we repress 
negative emotions such as sadness, grief, um, anger, um, whatever, um, you know, those uh, will create uh, will create those blocks. Uh, repressing those emotions uh, may alleviate the pain uh, in that immediate uh, at that immediate time, but over time, uh, you will suffer. By, by repressing those emotions. We're meant to experience those fully and thoroughly. And at the core of every emotion, when you, when you burn through it, you find that place of peace, um, that, peace of, that place of serenity, tranquility. So we're meant to experience all our emotions, even though they may be painful, because if we repress them, that will lead to suffering. In your book, you say there's no such thing as negative emotions. Is that what you mean? Uh, by saying yeah. you work through it and you come to some positive outcome. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. So the thing is, in the moment, um, you know, uh, someone who... Yeah, it feels awful. May not, they may not understand that because, you know, if you're feeling, say, the grief uh, of a loss, a loss of someone, either a death or end of a relationship or whatever, you know, you, you may, you, you'll perceive that as negative. But that's exactly what I mean, is that, you know, when we work through those emotions and we feel them fully right to their core, we come to that place of that, that peace and tranquility, that serenity. And that's, that's exactly what I mean. And, and the human experience is about, um, you know, experiencing the full spectrum of emotions. I mean, I, I know nobody who is always in a positive state all of the time. No, uh, it seems we don't grow if we, you know, if we don't have some things to right. grow from. On that note, we need to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Noman Naim, saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking about healing from the inside out. That's the name of a book you really ought to get. Um, Write that down, healing from the inside out. We're talking about the path to healing uh, and the steps that you go through to get from a chronic illness to healing. Um, I'm just going to say take up where where we left off, doctor. Sure. Yeah, so I, I talked, I finished talking about uh, the emotional self. Now I'm going to talk about the next step, which is narration. When I talk about narration, what I really mean is story. And the thing is that uh, we all have life stories. Uh, everyone does. Uh, but the problem is when we identify with that story. The story is just our experience um, as we, uh, our experience here on, on this planet. It is not who we are. And specifically in regard to chronic disease, people create all sorts of stories around their illness. And I had already alluded to this earlier. There's a victim story where, you know, someone may have uh, had some adverse experiences when they were younger and they see themselves as a victim. That translates into uh, being a victim of chronic disease. There's the loneliness story. There's There's a lot of people out there that are lonely. And... The disease allows them to get attention, whether it's from healthcare professionals, whether it's from family members or whoever. Um, there's also the, uh, some people have a lack of meaning or purpose, and their illness gives them, gives them that meaning, uh, something to occupy themselves with. There's the boredom story. I mean, some people are just bored, and that illness creates alleviates that boredom it's it's sad to think that but i've seen that so you know i I talk about um you know taking our story and um seeing it for what it is not who we truly are and then i also tie in story to uh, meaning or calling because you can trace a thread through your life story and um trace that thread to find out uh to help you find out uh you know why you're here and I probably don't have enough time to get into that process here. So, so I'll, I will, um, if there's time, I can talk more about it, but I'll just move okay. on. Then I, I talk about um, vibration. And what I mean by vibration is our energy. I mean, we are all beings of energy. We're just a vibrational frequency. And in the section on vibration is where I I tie in nutrition. I mean, I don't talk about nutrition as a separate entity, but as it relates to vibration, because I believe that what we put in our bodies um, can either lower our vibration or raise our vibration. And, um, I mean, the foods that raise our vibration are, you know, 
you know, the whole natural foods, uh, like we used to eat, our ancestors used to eat, you know, vegetables, fruits, seeds, nuts, berries. Um, you know, if we're eating meat, uh, you know, it should be organic or free-range grass-fed. I mean, in the foods that lower our vibration are, you know, things like sugar and, and dairy and uh, uh, processed wheat and um, genetically modified organisms. And, you know, the meat that is raised with hormones and antibiotics and, um, you know, not free-range, not, you know, not raised naturally. So I talk about nutrition there. But the other ways to raise our vibration are to embody, um, you know, love, uh, joy, gratitude, and appreciation. Mm. Um, you know, and because love is our, is our true nature. I mean, who we are uh, is love. Um, and I, I get into more detail about how uh, embodying those those um, those uh, aspects uh, it will raise our vibration. And I talk about keeping a gratitude journal, showing gratitude uh, at the end of the day for at least three things uh, throughout the day. Uh, I talk about um, appreciation as well. I talk about appreciating the challenges we're going through because those challenges are there to help us uncover or discover or learn something about ourselves that we don't yet know. And I talk mm-hmm. about love and joy as, as being an essential part of our nature. And then I talk about um, motion. And when I talk about motion, what I'm talking about is getting into the flow. And um, this has traditionally been known as getting into the zone, which is usually a to to professional athletes, um, but, but we know we can all get into the flow and that flow of life. And uh, you know, obviously, we have to we have to get rid of our uh, subconscious blocks, or you know, uh, burn through all our unresolved emotions and raise our vibration. And then we're at the point where we can get into the flow. And I talk about different levels of flow. I talk about inner flow. Uh, which means, uh, you know, getting beyond our thoughts and emotions to to the, to the ground of who we are. And um, you know, I use I use a metaphor for that. You know, if you look at an ocean, um, you know, the, the 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 surface of the ocean can sometimes be calm. Sometimes it can be very tumultuous, like in the midst of a storm or a hurricane. But if you go to the depths of the ocean, yeah, there's flow there, but it's always calm and serene. That's a metaphor for who we are. You know, the surface on our surface, our lives may be tumultuous and, and turmoil and chaos, but if we go deep within to the core of who we are, um, you know, there's that ground of being, that consciousness um, where uh, nothing can touch. So that that's a metaphor. And I talk about um, physiologic flow, uh, which is all the processes in our body depend on flow. Uh, our breath, our circulation, uh, even you know the flow of nutrients uh, to our cells and between our cells, and other um, you know uh, message, message um, proteins between cells. All of that depends on flow, and I talk about different uh, meditative processes to uh, to really embody and enhance that flow. I talk about body flow, which is movement, and this is where I bring in exercise. Um, that movement um, is our flow in. The, uh, is, is our, our moving our bodies. And we're meant to move our bodies. I mean, our ancestors were uh, always moving their bodies. Now we've, uh, living in a, a more uh, sedentary, um, uh, sedentary uh, state, 
um, you know, with our modern society and technology. So, so we need to embody uh, that aspect of our flow. Then I talk about external flow. Uh, which is how we maneuver through the world, how we interact with others, how we interact with the world around us. Um, and then uh, the next step is um, realization. When I mean, what I mean by realization is embracing the unknown. And when I'm talking about the unknown, uh, I'm talking about uh, embracing that aspect of us that we cannot necessarily define, um, you know, that deeper being, that consciousness. Um, often uh, people of the Buddhist faith refer to it as emptiness. And, uh, you know, getting to the ground of that being and, and realizing that um, anything that we're suffering from, any illness, chronic illness, or any uh, whatever relationship issues or financial issues or anything that that we go through in this life cannot touch the true essence of who we are, which is that unknown aspect, that deeper consciousness or being. And, um, and it all comes from stillness. When we are able to be still um, and and just stop. That is where that understanding of that um, that unknown uh, really starts to uh, come into our, our our known or our knowledge. So it's stillness, and so for some people that mean mean, mean mindfulness and meditation. Um, it could mean spending time in nature. Uh, it could mean a lot of different things, but it's really about getting in the gap. Um, you know, getting into that space between words and thoughts and into that, uh, that stillness. And then the last step is creation. You know, after you've gone through those steps, you're at the point where you have the ability to create your health as you desire. And for a lot of people, that may seem incredulous. It may seem impossible. But it really isn't because all healing comes from within. It doesn't come from without. It doesn't come from physicians or hospitals or the healthcare system, they're all part of the journey to heal, but all of our healing comes with, from within. And when I'm talking about creation, it's about using everything that you've learned in your journey and all these steps to create your health as you desire, um, you know, with the right amount of nutrition, the right amount of movement, um, and, and the right amount of other processes that are unique to you as an individual. Um, and that's essentially all those steps. And it's an amazing spiritual journey, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing yeah. journey. Why is it if somebody goes through all of this, and I can see, I can begin to see where healing can start taking place. And I would think, you know, you you. Probably it may be so subtle at times that you're not aware of it. But right. why don't some people heal then if they do these things uh, when they really get to know who they are and take care of that being? Right, right. You're saying if they if they if they go through the steps or why why if they do all of this? Yeah. Uh, why are there people who don't heal? And if so, so so, you know, so then, the then there's um. You know, what I would say is that um, that there are people from whom 
that illness is is a part of their journey, and there is something that they are yet meant to discover or learn about themselves. And uh, I, my process uh, has can help point them in the right direction. Uh, and by no means, by no means, am I saying that um, that. You know, it is the only uh, process out there, or the only way to heal. But there, I believe that um, often an illness or a condition um, has a deeper uh, reason, uh, something that the person who is going through it is meant to discover, either about themselves or or um, their past or their ancestry. Um, so, uh, and and that is. Um, I can't say that I have all the answers because there are people who go through that and they will have improvement uh, in symptoms and and they will have dramatic shifts. Um, But they're still, um, you know, dealing with uh, one or more conditions. Yeah, you know, my take on it now that I'm long in years is that you know, some of the symptoms may still stay there, but the part of you that's really you has, has experienced some right. significant healing. Um, exactly. I, you know, I, right. One thing that you say that really struck me, and I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to let you give the you know your final words. Yeah. You say this about death. Death is the stripping away of all that is not real and remains the final healing gateway for all, even if they have identified with illusion and falsehood throughout their entire lives. To me, that is such an amazingly wonderful and positive statement, and I really appreciate that point of view. But we're right up to the end of the show. Uh, And I I, I think I told you during the show I could talk to you about all of this for weeks. Um, we don't have weeks. Of course. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to, um, I'm going to ask you, what's the final thought you want to leave with our listeners today? So the final thought I want to leave is this. Um, we are all here for one reason and one reason only. Our only purpose in this life is to uncover our true nature and discover who we are. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you're doing, how famous you are, or if you're if you're homeless on the street, we are all here to discover um, our true nature and who we are at our core and our essence. And um, this this process that I that I discuss in my book uh, will facilitate that journey and take you to that place. Absolutely. It's one of the clearest statements I've read so far. Dr. Naeem, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been a wonderful little hour's journey with you. I appreciate your work so much. Thank you, Irene. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'd be open to to continuing this conversation at a future time, if possible. Would love that. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Naeem saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 
12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.